What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles Season 2. Let's go. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Ray Volo and D. Montalbano, with the NFL Draft now in the rearview mirror and the NFL and college football season about to get underway. We are coming back in full force to bring you all the football coverage you need. Fellas, how are we feeling? Pumped. Fucking full, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. We're back. I'm like a kid on Christmas Eve, man. We're fucking killing this shit. Let's go. Football yeah. season. Sa- I actually cannot wait for Saturday. Yeah, we need I know it. I know today's an NFL day, but Saturday is gonna be like observing like fucking a holiday or something. Like Jesus is coming back from the dead. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, so today we're doing uh the first part of our two part NFL preview where we're gonna pick division winners. Um, we're gonna give you guys our best over unders from each division. And then we're going to give you our most impactful or the guys we're looking forward to seeing um, one from the offensive side and one from the defensive side um, in each conference. So that should be a really good one. Um, so we're going to start right at the top of the AFC East, our home division. Um, and we're going to start with Ray. Ray, give us your home division winner for the AFC East, even though it seems like Buffalo's got a stranglehold on this division. Yeah, I mean, it fucking sucks to say, but I think this is division is uh... – the Bills running away, to be honest with you. I think this is one of the weaker probably divisions in football, if I had to guess. I really am not sold on either the Patriots or the Dolphins. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl, but, you know, the division, <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll, I'll give it to the Bills. <laughs> Fair enough. Dean, uh, are you also rolling with Ray, too, with Buffalo being the division winner? Yeah, there's no nothing to say there other than that. I mean, they are the fairly overwhelming favorite uh, to win Super Bowl 57 at most shops. Um, I've seen as low as like plus 550 and bucks usually come in second around like plus 800. So that's a pretty considerable margin. So, I mean, yeah. And I agree with Ray. I'm not completely sold on the Pats, which uh, I will uh, prove to you later. And uh, same with the dolphins. Yeah. I'm with you guys. We'll make it three for three Buffalo's um, my pick to win the super bowl this year. I mean, best team in the division for the last few years. And I think they got better this off season, which is uh, not great for the jets, but Jets super bowl, 2020 we'll move. Um, all right. So we'll go to our over unders in this division, Ray, who do you like or who do you not like in this uh, AFC East? Honestly, this is probably my most confident pick of this little uh, over under segment. I'm going fins under eight and a half fins Love down, it. baby. Fins Love down. Um, <laughs> I think this, I just think that the line's a little inflated. They made some splashy uh, moves. They got Ty Hill. They got Armstead. But I think that uh, this roster is a little – I think the overhaul and the change to Mike McDaniel's outside uh, zone scheme is going to take a little longer than people expect, to be honest with you. Um, I think they're weak up the middle on both sides of the ball. I just think it's going to take a little bit more um, – it's going to take a little bit more time for them to get, like, get used to each other. They're putting Connor Williams at center now, who I personally like as a player, but – I mean, he led the league in holds last year as a guard. Now he's going to be putting in center. It's, I think it's questionable, to say the least. And schedule-wise, they got the AFC North and NFC North. Um, they open up with uh, home against the Pats, which is always a tough game, at Ravens, home against the Bills, at Bengals. Could easily see that being 0-4. And then they finish off at Buffalo, home against Green Bay, at New England, home against the Jets. That's another 0-4 right there. So uh, under 8.5. <laughs> fins down baby fins down like it <laughs> dean what about you how are you feeling about the safe seas who do you yeah, like no. or not like um 
Uh, we're just going to sound like haters, especially as Jeff fans, but I, I'm, I, I'm going to kind of, uh, kind of contradict myself, but I'm going to go against my better judgment here. Uh, since I believe this team is going to be really good in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, and I'm going to say, just, just say, fuck them. I'm going Patriots under eight and a half wins. Um, they really did have still, in my opinion, an absolutely abysmal draft considering, you know, their draft capital, even though their third and fourth round picks, two corners have been solid in camp. Um, been crickets on almost everyone else, including Cole Strange. Uh, they're projected to have the seventh toughest schedule. And I mean, we've heard it all off season. The offense has been not hooking up on anything. It's been pretty brutal. We obviously saw the Mac Jones pick in the preseason game, which everyone is cross analyzing and saying is one of the worst picks ever. They say he just doesn't look the same as he did last year and as comfortable as he did last year. And I think I'm going to believe those, you know, they have Devonte Parker as wide receiver one, Kendrick Bourne, shout out sauce, but it's just not going to do it. It's not going to work. It's not going to, you know, they're not going to see the same secondary help either. It's uh, I see under eight and a half here. Uh, what pick are you? T- I didn't even see the pick, but has anyone ever referred to a preseason interception as the worst interception of all time? <laughs> it was bad, but brutal. It was the um, worst fucking, it, it was not the worst of all time. Obviously exaggerated. It was, it was bad. Brutal. Sam Darnold inside the five yard line. I was going to say Patriots is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't no, even know no, no, no. I was clearly exaggerating. I'm saying that everyone else was saying that, and that is an exaggeration, but it was very, very, very bad. And I've seen some pretty, pretty hilarious videos of guys showing different angles and basically saying that there's no, nothing he could have seen to throw it that way. So, you know, right. It's, it's season two of the podcast. So this is, over over exaggeration season i mean he, he exaggerated or i guess or was incorrect uh a lot later than the first pod wasn't the first pod uh what do you what do you do the first, first pod? pod was the laramie tunzel uh yeah, yeah. jacksonville jaguars classic uh, debacle classic. yeah no that'll yeah. go in the archives for sure i still get emails about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah our fucking our right. people watching at home <laughs> so we'll move on to we'll move on to my over under here um and i'll disregard the fact that i have a disgusting amount of money because i not only bet on the jets over five and a half i've doubled down i've tripled down i've quadrupled down he has folks and dare i say if they don't move the line from five and a half i will bet this five times over um but that's not gonna be my pick here um my pick is the buffalo bills over 11 and a half seems like a high line um, but this team is just poison and ready to make the next jump. I think losing Dable is a big hit for their offense, but I think Josh Allen could just keep it rolling in it. Uh, they lost a couple questionable games last year and they still won 11 games. Um, it is the fifth hardest schedule in the NFL this season, but I think their offense is just too good that they can outscore any of these, these, these high powered offense in the league. So, um, I like them to win at least 12 games this year. So we're going to move on to the AFC North now. Um, so, Ray, you start us up. Ray, who you got as the AFC North winner? I feel a little bit like a sucker choosing this team, but I'm going to go with the Bengals, go with my boy Joey Burrow. Buckeye, once a, once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. Uh, he's just too fucking good, man. I, I got him in Dynasty. I got him in Fantasy. Uh, I think the improved offensive line is only going to help. 
This division is a fucking gauntlet, though. It's going to be an absolute fist fight. I think they're going to all beat the shit out of each other, but I just think that the Bengals and uh, with Burrow at quarterback is going to come out on top. Ian, what about you here? Yeah, same here. Um, Runner-up last year. Joey B is an elite quarterback. Arguably the best wide receiver core in the NFL. And the O-line finally got the upgrade that it's that everyone's been screaming for. And now from bottom of the barrel, it's, in my opinion, slightly above average, which is going to be huge. I'm excited to see what that means for Joe. Yeah, this is one I had circled. Um, this is probably the division that took me the longest to get through. Um, and I had the Bengals written down for a long time, and I switched it about a half hour ago. Um, I'm taking the Ravens to win this division. Nice. Um, this is a Lamar revenge season. Um, they struggled last year especially with injury, um, and they still won eight games. Um, this division, again, like right, like Ray said, it's a gauntlet. All these teams fit, finished with eight, or, eight wins or more last year, but I think they did a really good job um, in the draft this year, picking up Linderbaum, picking up Kyle Hamilton to improve some of those areas of weakness. And this is a team that just is so hard to game plan for and prepare for Lamar during the regular season, not saying that, um, if I had to pick who would go further in the playoffs, I'd probably still pick the Bengals. But to win the division outright, I'm going to take the Ravens, um, who are actually the favorite to win the division right now. like that a lot. Um, so we'll move to our over-under. Ray, what do you got for your favorite over-under in the AFC North? To quote the uh, legend Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Raven, Ravens, under 10 and a half wins. Oh! I think this is yeah. what the division... <laughs> This division, you have like, to tell me that that wasn't fucking planned. Like, like that I was said, so planned. That was I, brutal. I actually came up with it about 15 seconds ago. Yeah, we were, now, but we were talking Corso the other day. I was actually just, I think if it, I had a little bit longer, I was going to try to make a dementia joke in there, but I really couldn't come up with anything. Please don't, so. please don't. <laughs> love, love me some Lee, too. But goddamn, that guy's got to retire. Um, yeah, so toughest division in football. I think a lot of people are going to be overstating. I know they had a lot of injuries last year. I just think that that's gonna that's what kind of made this line rise a little bit. I think ten and a half is a lot, um, and I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna fall short. What do I have in predicted? Nine and eight. I have, and I'm just gonna sprinkle on that. I don't know if I said it before uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, two unis on that bitch because I'm confident in that. Two unis, so yeah, two, two whole unis. dollars. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. Big bucks, baby. I like it, Dean. Who do you got in the AFC North? <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just going to continue the positive talk about the Bengals. Really. I got to go over nine and a half on them. I completely agree with Ray that this division is just going to beat the shit out of each other. It's going to be a lot of one, one splits. It's going to be even hard not to get, you know, at least swept by one team. You know, it's going to be a gauntlet. They always play each other tough. Even when, you know, even when the Brownies sucked, they, they still played some of these teams tough. Um, and that's definitely not what it is now. Uh, I understand they have a really a tough schedule, but I mean, we already said it. The old line was adequately addressed and the secondary, I mean, I love the Cam Taylor, Britt and Dax Hill edition. Um, and I feel like that was the only other need they needed to fill. I feel like this, this defense that they brought back, considering it's most of the uh, team from 2021, I feel like they made some strides during the playoffs and they looked good. And I think they're going to continue that into 2021. I find it hard to believe that they won't repeat 10 and seven or maybe go 11 and six. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that one too. Um, 
My pick for this division, though, is under eight and a half for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I just think eight and a half is way too high for a Jacoby Brissett led team that's going to, he's going to play in 11 games. Jacoby. Um, they do open up with a relatively easy start. They're at Carolina against the Jets, um, against Pittsburgh, and then at Atlanta. So maybe they split in those games. Um, and I do really like their defense and their offensive line is really good that I think they can hang around in a lot of these games. But I think when push comes to shove, it's just going to be Jacoby Brissett coming up short. Um, and yeah, that's, I just think eight and a half is way too high for a Jacoby Brissett led team that doesn't have any wide receiver help really outside of Amari Cooper. Yeah, I kind of like that pick, too. I just think their defense and their run game is what's going to carry them a little bit. That's why I was a little hesitant to uh, go that way as well. All right, so we'll move on to the AFC South. Um, Titans were the number one team in the AFC last year, but obviously some some big changes with A.J. Brown leaving. Uh, we'll start with Dean here. Dean, who do you got for the AFC South as your division winner? Yeah, I uh, I picked three repeat winners. Uh you know, in the uh, three we just covered, the North, the East, and the West. So I really – and that never happens. And Did we go West already? Did I, yeah, we have not done the West yet. Okay, but I, thought, continue. I, thought I, was, I thought I was going uh, – oh, never mind. I'll, my I'll bad, my bad. I, actually, I, thought you, I thought you just said it was the last one. I apologize. But anyway, I'm going to go the Colts. Um, and I'm really just going to say this and leave it at that. I, I think Matt Ryan still has some juice in the tank, and I think he's going to show it. Uh, they're going to have, you know, again, they still have a great old line. I love me some some tough trenches. That's why we're between two tackles over here. But, uh, you know, they got Jonathan Taylor working, and I think that offense is going to be very, very much upgraded from the Carson Wentz-led one. Ray, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be a little different, but uh, I'm going to have to agree with Dino. Uh, I think Matty Ice is going to help them out. I think they're going to be a run-heavy team. They got uh, Michael Pittman. He's my boy. You all know that. And I've said it before. I think they're. I think the Colts are one of the top five to seven best run organizations in football right now. I just love the way they they draft. I love the way they develop their players, and their defense is looking really good too. So I'm going to go Colts. Ray, you thought you were going to be different, but we'll make it a clean sweep here, three for three. I also have the Indianapolis Colts winning this division. Um, Dean, like you said, I think Matt Ryan still got something left in the tank. I really like him in this system, actually, where he's not going to have to um, push the ball so far down the field. Um, he can find those big body targets with Michael Pittman and, and Alec Pierce, who's been playing well for them as a rookie. Um, I am a little bit worried about now named Shaquille Leonard, <laughs> uh, his, yeah. back, his back injury. Um, they still really don't have a timeline out. Um, for when he's going to be back. And he obviously is the the captain and the leader of that defense and that team, honestly. Um, but still think their line um, with DeForest Buckner, Pay, and and I really like the move for uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I um, think they have a really good pass rush. And, the, and then Stephon Gilmore and, and uh, Kenny Moore, one of the best tandem cornerback duos in the league. So I um, think they'll be able to hold it together long enough for when Leonard comes back, if he comes back, we don't know. Um, but I like the Colts here to win the AFC South. So we'll move on to our over-unders. Dean, who you got in the AFC South? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, give me over four and a half for the Texans. Love it. I actually love wow. that bet. 
and that out of all uh, we've I've said so far is one that I'll definitely be putting some of my own cheddar on at least two to three units. Um, listen, they got my boy Kenny Green. I think this O line has been really underestimated. I think it's going to be solid. They did just get the best running back to ever play in the preseason ever, and Damian Pierce. Um, legit, the next Barry Sanders. So everyone's pumped on him, and you know, they got. Jalen Petrie, they got Derek Stingley. Honestly, this team is going to surprise some people, and they get to play the Jags twice. Brandon Cooks is a god, and I genuinely believe that Davis Mills showed enough that you could have at least some sort of confidence that he can lead you to win a few games next year. So give me, give, give me the Texans over. Love it. I love a good Texan. Love a good Texans bet. I love a good, like, his first reasoning on why he's taken over and wins was their guard that they drafted. Yeah. Love oh, you, come on. <laughs> not say Kenny Green. Obviously, the last thing I said was the man. I think he's been, like, banged up, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has not played a lot. But I, I, I needed to say it because he was probably one of my, if not my favorite guy out of the draft. That's your boy. We're a draft podcast that's at my, That's my boy. That's why you got to stick to your guys. Yeah, we, we are a draft podcast at yes, heart. Yes, we are. Right, who you got here in the AFC South? <laughs> Uh, I'm being a real negative fucker when I was doing this. Uh, under nine and a half for the Titans. Uh, I love my boy Vrabel, but I just think Tannehill and uh, Derek Henry's best football are probably going to be behind them. I know I'm a Henry hater, but I can't I can't see that guy getting his 400 plus touches and staying healthy all year. Just doesn't make sense. Um, they got the NFC West, I believe they're playing. And they're stuck with the first, those first place uh, teams in the AFC. I think that's just a tough, uh, tough draw. I could really see them struggling early on, and maybe give him a leak a chance. And in that case, it's just like nine and a half, just too much. So I think I predict eight and nine, missing the playoffs for them. Yeah, they're a team I've struggled with so much. Honestly, but honestly, this division was probably the toughest one for me to picking over under because I really didn't like any of these. Um, but if I had to choose one, I'm going under six and a half for the Jacksonville Jaguars and not too much in depth here until I see it. I'm going to bet it. Um, they won three games last year. It's hard for me to believe that they double their win total, um, even though I do kind of likes a strong word <laughs> like their roster. Um, I do like some of the additions that they, that they made. Um, but until I see it, um, I'm not into it. Uh, so I'm going under six and a half for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. So that'll bring us to our last division and the best division in football, the AFC West. Um, honestly, any of these four teams can make the playoffs. It's going to be fucking awesome watching all these teams every single week. Uh, Dean, give us your division winner. You know, it's impossible uh, to pick. It, I have never seen this before where it's an actual, just an even coin flip, I would say. It, they all loaded up so much this offseason. Um, that's including the Chiefs and the Chargers who were already loaded. Uh, obviously, you had Russell Wilson to the mix in, the, you know, in Denver. Uh, I have to stick with my boys, um, and I think for good reason. First off, they had an amazing draft. Um, we covered that extensively in our draft winners and losers, um, you know, last season. And I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. I think they do it back to back. You know, they vastly upgraded their O line last year, 
And I think that another year under their belt and they all come back, it's going to really promote some cohesion. Clyde the Glide supposedly is himself now. He had a gallbladder issue that was secretly under the table all last year. Um, and they they brought in three flat-out different difference makers on defense. They really did. Uh, McDuffie, you know, my boy Carl Loftus, and also – someone who has really made it hard for Spags not to give him, not to give him first team looks is Leo Chanel. Love it. Fuck you, Reg. Fuck Christian Harris. Leo <laughs> Chanel's a beast. He's going to be a beast. All right. Right. Who you got for your uh, division winner? This, another, I mean, to reiterate what Dean said, this was really fucking tough. Um, I, went with, I went with the Broncos personally. Uh, I love their skill position players. I think Sutton Judy are, are going to be a really good one to punch. Obviously, getting Russell Wilson helps a lot, and I think their defense is fucking. I think their defense is one of the most talented defenses in the league. To be honest with you, uh, I love that uh, core. The offensive line is a little bit of a question mark, but Russ is used to having no protection. Uh, this was really, really tough. I just so I went with the Broncos though. Love I this because like it's a little sucker bet too. But fuck it. Dude, I think the Chargers. You- I think it is. I think it is a sucker bet, and I love this because. We each have different division winners. I'm taking the Chargers in the AFC West. Um, I think this team is just poised to make a huge run and a massive jump, especially after missing out on the playoffs last year in that crazy game against Las Vegas. Um, but they added Cleo Mack. They added J.C. Jackson to that defense. Um, now they go four really good corners on that back end, and then with Derwin and, and Adderley back there too. Um and to pair Khalil Mack and, and Joey Bosa is just a nightmare. Um, and they address the offensive line, taking Zion Johnson in the draft, which is a, a big need for them. Um, wish they added uh, a tackle, maybe. Um, but think in year two with, with Brand Staley and, and Justin Herbert, Herbert takes that, that leap to superstar and the best quarterback in the league. And I'm taking the Chargers to win the AFC West. Best, Q, best QB in the league, huh? Dude, he's really fucking good. Um, yeah, that's not that's not a crazy thing to say. It's possible for sure. We'll see. Uh, I love this. We should make a little bet with this, too, because we all got different winners. Um, but let's go to our over-unders. Dean, who do you got uh, over-under in the AFC West? Um, Anything pertaining to the AFC West, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not going to be betting. This is just something from the heart and Agreed. Something, I feel in, something I feel in my gut. I wanted so badly to just give a crazy shocker today and name this team as my division winner. But uh, I'm going to have to say over eight and a half for the Raiders. Now, the only reason I did not uh, shock the world is because they might, they probably have the worst O-line in football, which is um, definitely not something that's accustomed down in. Uh, down for the Raiders, almost at, I almost said down in Las Vegas, but they've only been there recently. But I love Derek Carr, love, love, love Derek Carr. I think he's been completely underestimated and really disrespected. Um, and I think they added Devontae Adams to, in my opinion, now the best receiving we- weapons on a team in the league. I genuinely believe that. But like I said, that O-line is god-awful, but I, I still believe that they will be – a nine and seven, nine and eight, possibly ten and seventeen, and get in the playoffs. By the way, I mean, I'm just, I'm so with you that anything in this division, I am not 
touching anything could happen. Bet it's actually this... hilarious how anything could happen. Yeah, I'm I'm not going anywhere near any of these bets. Um, but we like to pick them for the show because yeah. you know that's oh, what oh, we do. We oh, give to the fans. By the way, adding Chandler Jones uh, again, uh, someone who is completely. I mean, he got his respect, I guess last year two years ago but he's been a top five rusher in this league for more than five years so i mean adding him let's see if he sure. still has a ton of juice that's what i think yeah sure <laughs> all right Ray, what do you got for your over under in the afc west uh i'm just gonna start by saying this i don't know about you but i'm a man of integrity and a man of god so i'm betting all, <laughs> I, I am betting all of these bets no matter how small i am gonna put my money where my mouth is uh, I'm going Broncos over 10 and a half. If I'm just being completely honest, this is how I, I had this as my bet. Then I threw him as my division winner as well. Uh, same things I said. I love their skill position players. I love their offense. I think they're a really complete team. And I think that uh, Ross is going to get them over the top. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to counter you there because I have the Broncos under 10 and a half um, as my bet for this yeah, division. Going on um, bam, bam, I, do, I do really like this team. Um and I think people are seeing what happened with the Rams with Stafford coming over and these, these big time quarterbacks coming over and they could win in year one. And I definitely think Russ can, um, this offensive line kind of scares me, honestly. Um, but like Ray, like you said, he's never really had an offensive line. Um, but what scared me off in this 10 and a half was this back end of the schedule. Um, their last six games, they're at Baltimore home against the chiefs, home against the Cardinals, at the Rams, at the Chiefs, home against the Chargers. That's a fucking nightmare way to end the season. That sounds like 0-6 to me. Like, you could go 0-6, and <laughs> you have to win every single game to win this bet at the at the start of the season. Um, too many possible losses in the back half that make me scared off. Um, I feel like every team in this division looks like a fucking moron right now. Every team in this division has too many possible losses because they're both they're all playing the NFC. West I mean, I, NFC's, like NFC West too. Like that's a good division too. I mean, yeah, I but it makes it a little easier if your schedule is broken out at least a tiny bit. Like this, this could be zero six to end the season. I mean, it's likely not, but it could be. Um, which again, in that case, you would have to win the first eleven games to. Win. Um, so. Don't love the Broncos over under, but I'm taking the under. Um, and I can't wait to, to kiss Ray when that happens. Um, so, so we're going to move on to our rookie watch for the AFC. Um, we'll start with the offensive guys. So, Ray, we'll start with you. Uh, Ray, give me your offensive player to watch this season um, for the rookies. Yeah, this is the uh, pretty much we should just call this the my guys segment because I'm pretty sure we're all just choosing. It really is just the my guys segment. Yeah, so I'm I'm going with the man who I was probably higher on than all of you, uh, George Pickens. And just the words out of camp is that he's been just an absolute fucking man amongst boys. Uh, Picked 52 in second round. You have guys like Tyquan Thornton, John Mechie, uh, (laughs) prayers up to him. But yeah, that's that's, that's, that's for real. Uh, That kind of sucks, but. Uh, yeah. Wandell Robinson and Christian Watson all picked ahead of him. I think that those teams are all going to be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Um, Tyquan Thornton, laugh out loud, by the way. Yeah, that's fucking insane. But he, his size is just too much. I'm not sure if you guys seen the clips of him like just blocking, too. He's literally bullying cornerbacks out there. I think it gives uh, Pittsburgh a nice like, added dimension. I mean, they have um, 
they have a lot of targets. So I don't know how like quickly he's going to like be able to be like the number one guy, but I think he takes that over eventually. Uh, I, I'm not a big Deontay Johnson guy. I know like you guys all probably like him a lot more than me. I'm a, I'm a fan of those big contested catch targets. And I think that's what Pickens role going to be. Um, I know Claypool has size, but I mean, that guy's too busy doing TikTok dances and fucking lifting weights. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, I do. I still remember when that, that, fucking, that third down, I think I can't remember what bet I had on it, but that third down when he started celebrating, when the clock was running out, I almost punched my fucking TV. I was so <laughs> livid. I don't know how he stayed on the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, George Pickens, oh. my dude. Yeah. I, I got I Ray, I got to give you props. You were, uh, you were huge on the Pickens train. Um, I didn't hear much from, you know, a lot of other people and uh, you stuck true to your guns, but I will say the regular season has not started. So means almost nothing, but yes, I've been aroused watching him. I've been, I've been aroused watching him absolute bully corners off the line, especially in, in uh, run blocking and uh, fuck the Steelers know how to draft wide receivers. Yeah. I'm curious to see what that offense looks like post big Ben now, because they were running a ton of, Really quick throws. Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson's a, a target machine. Um, and Pickens, while he's a good route runner, his best ability is to stretch the field. So um, we'll see if uh, Pickett slash Mitch Trubisky uh, lets it loose for him a little yeah, bit. I also think they're going to be a, a real run-heavy team, too. So like, I don't know how much. He's not going to have a Jamar Chase-like year. But I think long-term future, too, this guy's going to be – He's people are going to be talking about him for years to come. Like it, Dean, who you got for your AFC offensive player to watch? Yeah, um, I'm going to stick and stick uh, stick to the Steelers, even though we said maybe 100 times on this podcast last season that we uh, hate the QB class. We did all consensus-wise say that the only first-round quarterback in our minds uh, that warranted even a possibility of a top 15 pick was Kenny Pickett, and – um, early reports look pretty good. I mean, 29 out of 36 for 261 and three t- TDs in the preseason. And, you know, if I know anything about football, it's that preseason is exactly like regular season. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh, but Pickett has looked the part. He's been on. He's been dropping absolute dimes. You know, I've been watched. I've watched all the snaps. And these are not, you know, inflated 29, 36 261 they've been saying out of camp he looks great and it's not about if it's about when he'll take the first string quarterback and you know in pittsburgh and hey it might even be might even be week one mike talman came out today and said that they will they will name it at his own leisure so qb1 is not even decided for week one could be Pickett. he'll definitely be playing by like week four week five hopefully week five because Really don't want him seeing playing our Jets. Yeah, like it. We'll see uh, two Pittsburgh guys for uh, the boys here. Like that. Uh, actually, don't really like that because fuck the Steelers. But <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, we'll move on to my 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 guy. Uh, this could be Ray's my guy too. But I'm taking Garrett Wilson. Um, honestly, when I was looking through the AFC offensive players, um, wasn't wowed by a ton of these guys. But I think Garrett's going to open up this offense so much for the Jets. I still think Elijah Moore is the alpha in this room. Um, but I think he'll be as dominant of a number two in the next few years as we've seen. I think 
they will be a, a Jamar Chase T Higgins like tandem. Um, especially he compliments Elijah in a lot of ways that uh, those two guys don't. I think he's great in the red. He's great in the red zone. We we need a big time red zone target for the Jets. Um, he has had some some drop issues in camp, but uh, same kind of stuff that they were talking about Jamar Chase last year. I don't think that's going to matter at all. Very sure handed guy in college. Um, and in the preseason, hasn't done anything crazy, but you can just see it. You can see the talent on routes, even when he doesn't get the ball. He's just absolutely dusting guys off the line. Um, great route runner. So once he gets comfortable in the system, I really think sky's the limit for Garrett Wilson. Um, so he's my, my guy for the AFC offensive players. All right, so we'll move on to our defensive, my guys. Ray, who you got here on defense? Uh, defense, I'm going uh, – I'm going to go one guy, but it, it may, I'm going to talk about two actually quick. But uh, I'm going with my sure. guy, CB3, Kair Elam. Um, Bills, that QB, that cornerback two spot was a big need for them last year. And then you saw – everyone knows what happened in the playoffs with them, 13 seconds, and they allowed a fucking field goal. And then a subsequent just march down the field for the dub. Uh, they're still crying about the fucking overtime rule. Eat shit, Buffalo. <laughs> but um, that's, that's just that's just so annoying, dude. Like they're oh, we, they, Josh didn't get a chance to touch the ball. Like, dude, it's your fucking defense's fault. Make yeah, it, it wouldn't stop. have got it wouldn't have got brought up if it was the other way around. Make a fucking stop, bro. But um, Trey White's gonna be out for the early part of the year. I think they're saying he's gonna come back um after their bye. I think week seven, maybe they're hoping, maybe a little earlier, but. He's going to need to step up. Elam's going to—he was a first-round pick, twenty-three overall. He's going to play. Uh, I mean, we know about him. Great press man, corner. He's going to play opposite of uh, Dane Jackson, who's like kind of iffy veteran. But someone to keep an eye on too is their sixth-round pick out of uh, Nova, Christian Benford. He's been getting—he's uh, been splitting starting reps with Elam uh, opposite Dane Jackson. So if Elam stumbles early or Dane Jackson like. I mean, he's a question mark, too. I don't think he's a solid starter either, like 100%. If they start uh, struggling early on, excuse me, uh, look for the six-round rookie to get a start, and they've been raving about him out of camp. Like it, yeah. Still uh, a lot of a lot of spots for those uh, Bills rookie corners to, uh, to step into a big role early. We'll see what happens with them. Dean, who you got for your AFC defensive player to watch? Another, another my guy, um, and very happy to say because this guy was abandoned on all fronts by <laughs> by the by draft scouts all over the country last year. Not us, holy, Dean. Holy shit! Not me, baby. Not my us. Three, my number <laughs> three edge uh, out of in last year's draft. I mean, his freshman year he destroyed, and you know everyone was theorizing that he was going to be the number one edge off the board. And he's going to be a top five, top three pick. And then, you know, the, uh, you know, draft. Uh, I, I still can't believe he fell as, as far as he did. The 30th pick by the Chiefs. I'm talking, of course, about George Karloftis, a.k.a. Grease Lightning, a.k.a. Furious George. Yes, those are uh, work in progress. <laughs> those on NFL reference or something? <laughs> no, I thought about the Grease Lightning one because I thought it was funny, but they've actually been trying to nickname him Furious George, which is kind of funny, um, which he got after he absolutely decimated, decimated the first team O-line of the Washington Commanders when he was double teamed, held, and he spun out of that shit and got the sack on Wentz, and I almost 
creamed on impact. This is going to be a guy who's going to be a close to a 50% snap rate edge, edge rusher behind Carlos Dunlap almost immediately. And he'll be playing close to 65% of snaps just a few weeks in. This guy has serious potential to be defensive rookie of the year. I don't give a fuck. I just said that. He's a stud, best power rusher out of the draft. He's he's a beast. He's gonna be nuts. He looks so good. Yeah, he's looked he's looked great. So hopefully he keeps it rolling for uh for your sake. Um so we'll go to my guy for the AFC defensive players. Um and again, this is a my guy. Uh it's Dax Hill. Um safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um loved him coming out, so versatile, could play over the top as a safety. Um, but his best and true position is that that nickel corner spot. Um, preseason had a pick against the Giants, had multiple pass breakups in both of their games. Um, they play him at center field. They've played him at nickel. They've played him at linebacker, basically. They've played him down around the line of scrimmage, and he just continues to make plays. Um, he's a ball hawk. He's versatile. He's sure-handed. Um, and when they took him with... Jesse Bates, kind of a question mark up in the air, but Jesse Bates has returned um, to the training facility. So they have said they'll have three safety sets with him, Bates, and and Von Bell um, in their packages. He'll play corner for them too because they lack some depth in that corner room. Um, I think this guy is just really, really solid, and he'll be one of the best defensive players um, from this draft class for sure. Yeah, he's going to play all over. He's going to get a lot of looks in that nickel, too. I think he played a lot of linebacker in college, too. He, yeah, he did. I mean, Swiss Army knife, that guy. They were, they were saying that, like, they had never really even seen him play safety before, like, when he first got onto the field. Um, and that's all he was really playing with, with Bates out. Um, but once they get Bates back, I mean, the versatility of, of those two guys and Von Bell. Von Bell's a good player, too. Um, I really like that for the back end of their defense. Um, Bengals should be a very, very, very strong team again going into this season. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the first part of our NFL preview. Uh, With the season in full swing, we're going to be having more episodes each week with an NFL episode as well as a college football episode. So stay tuned for our college football preview coming soon and part two of this NFL preview with the NFC division winners over unders and our my guys. Um, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Between Two Tackles, spelled out too. We have had some problems with Twitter support over the last month. Fuck you, Twitter. Um, so stick with us as we move into the 2022-23 NFL season. Fellas, appreciate you. See you tomorrow, fellas.